What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Um, I'm putting out some recordings from Flip Hacking Live, so you guys can see what it's like. If you missed it, you don't have to miss it all. You can just you know catch up on some of these recordings and uh, hopefully see what you missed, and then hope you come next year. But you don't have to wait till next year. You can jump into our programs right now. You can jump into our masterminds, our coaching programs, everything that we're doing right now. We have an amazing program called Seven Figure Runway that you can uh, jump into. We are doing some brand new, never been tested things before, which is absolutely incredible. Um, we've built a real estate simulation and scenario-based training so that you don't have to take on any risk. You can actually do deals without risking any of your own money, any capital, and no one else is doing this. I've taken this from the military and I've implemented into our runway program. We're doing the same thing in our altitude program for higher level entrepreneurs in the business world. So how can I build business simulations? So I'm really excited about what's happening right now, but you can go to seven figure runway, the number seven figure runway.com and fill out an application. Today, I have a presentation from an amazing member. He's been a member of our mastermind for about six years. His name's Todd Jones. He's an incredible guy. And he talked, told his story and talked about all the things that he's gone through to get where he is and how he got there. I think you guys are going to really love this show. And uh, I want to introduce Todd Jones and his presentation at Flip Hacking Live. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. Good morning. Good morning. What an amazing couple of days, right? Absolutely mind-blowing all the content that we've heard here today. I'm super excited to be up here. I'm talking about something that's actually really that I'm really super passionate about. Um, I'm going to get really vulnerable up here today. And I hope that some of you can uh, can kind of relate to some of these struggles and challenges that I've been through in my life and maybe that you're currently dealing with now. Maybe they're not as big. Maybe they're bigger. I don't know. But we all have something. So today we're going to talk about overcoming limiting beliefs and how do we unlock our full potential. So a little bit about myself first. My name is Todd Jones. I have a pretty successful seven-figure flip and fix business. Been doing this for quite a while. I am a uh, on the seven-figure foundation. Was one of the founding board members. Love, absolutely love helping people. And it's one of my passions. I love traveling. I'm going to be a 2024 laser coach like what Bill just spoke about. And I love doing anything that's above or below the water. My fiance will basically say that I'm basically like a big kid. I love traveling. And these last two photos down here on the bottom are of us uh, doing a couple of the mission trips. But this isn't where I started. This isn't where I started in life. I'm the youngest of six kids. My sister was the oldest. I have four older brothers. Two of those are gone now. I grew up in a highly dysfunctional household, seen a lot of physical and mental abuse. This was all inflicted by our mom. Our father was a great dad, loving, caring. He was everything that you could want in a dad, but if I'm being honest, he just wasn't around. He wasn't around to protect us because what he did was is he did, he did the best that he could for with what he knew, and that was to provide food for us, and shelter a nice home. And those were the things as a child that he did not have. 
So that was, uh, that was super important to him. As a, as a result of that, I grew up feeling like I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. I really didn't have any self-confidence. I felt like an introvert, an outsider, and I didn't really feel like I ever had a voice. As a result, I grew up feeling like a loner with no friends. It was my brothers, my older brothers is who I hung with my entire life. Well, not my entire life, up until probably adulthood. Really never had any friends. At nine years of age, things really changed for my brothers and I and my, uh, and my dad. My dad made a big change. He, one day he came home and he said, hey, your mom's not coming back. He served her papers, restraining orders, and she was no longer allowed to come into the home. Some people might think this sounds odd, but it was the best day of my life. I remember us celebrating that she was no longer able to come back because you knew that that abuse was gonna stop. My father became a single father of, of six kids. This is back in 1977. Can you imagine in 77, a father getting full custody of six children? It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He continued to work two jobs. He worked, uh, he was a meat cutter. He'd work days uh, cutting meat full time, would, would work uh, overtime quite often. And then he'd turn around after he'd get home, he'd go back to work at night playing music to make extra money for us kids. He continued working two jobs and, uh, and he provided a beautiful house for us. I remember we didn't have the fancy, the cool clothes like other kids had at school. But the one thing that we did have is, is our house was nicer than almost everyone else's. And I remember pulling up, the school bus pulling up uh, in front of our house and dropping us off. And I remember thinking to myself like, wow, we actually have something better. I've got something better than most of the other kids in my school. And it made me feel better in the moment. But subconsciously, what did I learn? I learned that material things made me feel better, right? So at a very young age, my, old, my brother, Mark, that was just a little older than myself, started mowing lawns. And I'm sorry, I'm starting to get a little choked up with this part because Mark's no longer with us. We started mowing lawns, we started a lawn mowing business together. At 12 years old, I bought my first car. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a 1963 Ford Falcon for a hundred bucks. <laughs> And my poor dad, who was never around because he's working all the time, he pretty much, once he got our mom out of the house, he lost control of us and we did whatever the heck we wanted, the poor guy. So he went through hell with my mom and then now us kids are putting him through it. But anyhow, so I drove around this car. I'm 12 years old. I got a pillow on the seat. There's no reverse in this car. I have, I've got to pull in the parking lots and think about in advance, how am I gonna get out of here, right? I'm a scrawny, skinny, little 12-year-old kid. I can't push this car. So I gotta strategically think wherever I go to, how am I gonna get this car out of there? Or you park on a hill where you know you can, you can uh, roll backwards. But what I learned was I got my self-worth through material things. I had, and quite honestly, those same limiting beliefs followed me into adulthood. So let's talk about this today. What are limiting beliefs? Limiting beliefs are deeply held convictions or thoughts. I like to call these the lies that we tell ourselves that hold us back from reaching our full potential and our goals. Limiting beliefs are often based off of our past experiences. 
They're based off of our childhood. We've heard Bill up here talking about 95% of our thoughts are subconscious, right? Well, where do those come from? They come from training. They come from our childhood. This stuff is ingrained in us. They come from fears, society expectations. It could be Facebook, social media. Everybody's presenting the best version of themselves, but is it real? No, it's not real. And then negative self-perceptions. Common examples of limited beliefs is I'm not good enough. And I'll tell you right now, just being honest and upfront, I can relate to a lot of these or most of them. Luck, some people feel that luck plays a role in, um, in where you go in life and what you have, or you don't deserve it. Maybe you've done something in your past and you feel like you don't deserve success. You don't deserve happiness. Or maybe you feel like you're too young or you're too old or I'll fail. Others are better, others are smarter. Maybe something really bad is happening to you and you're stuck in victim mode. You're a victim, not a survivor. And then change, change is scary, right? These beliefs can be deeply ingrained and can shape our thoughts, feelings, and our behaviors. So why is it important? I think we all know why it's important to overcome these limited beliefs, but let's just go over these real quickly. So obviously to unlock your full potential, you're more likely to take risks set ambitious goals and push yourself to succeed. Increase confidence. Confidence can be a self-fulfilling prophecy, often leads to better performance and success. Reduced fears and anxiety. Limiting beliefs can involve negative thoughts about your future and your abilities. And then of course, mental health. We know these, uh, these limiting beliefs can affect us in our, in our health Limited beliefs can be linked to feelings of inadequacy, worthlessness, and even depression. Enhanced relationships. Overcoming these limiting beliefs will add to, will result in healthier and more positive interactions with others in both our personal and our professional lives. And personal growth. It allows us to continually grow, evolve, and become the best versions of ourselves. Setting a positive example. This is something that, I, that kind of resonates with myself as well. That when we, when we, if we acknowledge these feelings that we have within ourselves, if we're open, if we're honest about this, those that are super close to us will recognize it. Our close friends, our family, our children. They see where we were and they see where we are today. They see that growth. We set a positive example. Happiness and fulfillment. We're more likely to pursue your, your passions, live a life that's more aligned with your values. And professional success. I think this one's really super obvious, but in professional context, it's absolutely critical to overcome these limiting beliefs. You will absolutely lead to greater and faster success. So how do these limiting beliefs control our lives? How do they hold us back? How do our brains work? Let's talk about this real quickly. So I heard it described this way. The mind, the human mind, our minds are, are divided into two parts. You have the thinker and then you have the prover. The thinker can think about virtually anything it wants to think about. And on command, the prover must prove the thinker to be correct. So this is why we know that whatever we think of ourselves, we ultimately come, right? This is why we have to change the way we think. 
the thinker can think, the thinker will go and it thinks if you can't not do it, it will go back from all of your past history. It'll scan your history of all the times to validate that thought. And it'll validate the thinker to be correct. It'll go back and it'll look at all the times that maybe you struggled or you failed, the times that you were tired, the times that maybe you overanalyzed. We talked about this uh, yesterday about analysis paralysis, right? I would argue that a lot of analysis uh, paralysis is actually us avoiding taking that next step to doing what we know we need to do. It's scary, right? It's self-doubt. It's limiting beliefs. Excuses. Maybe we made excuses to ourselves or we negotiated with ourselves or people questioned our ability. They said we couldn't do it or we quit before we even started. Ultimately, what happened? We never reached our full potential. Additionally, the prover will scan the present and find anything in our current situation and in our current situation and add to the, our past history and guaranteed it will serve up to us a reason why we are not capable. You then act on that belief and what happens? Yes, you are incapable. The prover has done its job. It's proved the thinker to be right. Let's look at some practical examples here. We're here at Flip Hacking Live, right? We're on day three. We have heard amazing content, right? We've heard about, we've been learning about novations. Lindsay's been up here with incredible sales tactics that are just like mind blowing, right? We've heard about seller financing. Andy just like dropping gold. Everyone's been up here, high end flips. Bill up here. I mean, I couldn't even begin to tell the, the information, everything that he's been telling us today. Marketing and so, so much more, right? Like tons of great content, like mind blowing. But maybe you're sitting out there and maybe you're thinking to yourself like, well, yeah, but these guys are rock stars. Like, like can I do that? Can I really do that? Or maybe you think to yourself, well, they've been doing it longer. Or maybe they have teams. They have money to market. I don't have money to market. They're smarter. And then what happens? You have this thought in the back of your mind and what do you do? You take it back and you sabotage yourself, right? You may procrastinate. You may distract yourself. Whatever it, whatever it takes for the prover to prove the thinker to be correct. The prover's done its job. We'll talk about one more area just to prove my point here, and this is in health. We've all heard about the placebo effect, right? And the placebo effect where you have people going through these studies and you've got patients that have the same illness or feeling the same way, they're not feeling good. And they give medicine to one group and they give basically sugar pills to the second group. And what do we know to happen? What we know to happen is that more often than not, the people getting a sugar pill actually make themselves feel better. It's the thinker thinking that they're being treated and the prover proving themselves to be right. And they ultimately feel better. So what do we do with this information? We have to change the way we think, right? But how do we do that? How do we change the way we think? 
Before you can change the way you think, you must identify what you're telling yourself. You must identify and over, to be able to overcome. So what I'd like to do here is I'd like to do an exercise with you guys, and I hope you'll go along with me on this. What I'd like to do here is I'd like to take a couple of minutes, and we're just going to be quiet for a couple of minutes, and I'd like you to think to yourself, what are the things that you might be telling yourself? What are the things that in the back of your mind you're saying that's holding you back? Could it be any of these things that are coming up on the screen? Is it something different? Let's just take a couple of minutes. We're going to be quiet and think about this. Maybe it's something on the screen. Maybe it's something small. Maybe it's bigger. We all have something. And I would encourage you, when you go back to your room, spend, spend some time, turn off all the distractions and think to yourself, what are these things that you may be telling yourself? When you go home, turn off your phone, turn off everything, go get away from the family and think to yourself, follow your gut. The time when you're looking about doing something big, what is it when you get that self-doubt or you get that feeling, why is that? You have to look deep. I'll be honest with you guys. Years ago, there was no way I would have ever dreamt about getting in front of stage and speaking in front of you. I went to breakfast this morning and I'm walking back over the bridge and I get that feeling in my stomach again. And I question my ability. Can I get up here? Can I do it? Of course I can. Of course I can. But now hopefully you've identified some of the lies that you tell yourself. And if you haven't, please go back and do this later on. Whatever it is that be holding you back. And now that you've identified these, now what? What do you do with this information? Well, we have to be aware. The first thing is to be aware and acknowledge. Identify and acknowledge these thoughts. We have to pay attention to these negative thoughts, these doubts as they arise in different areas of our life. And as they creep up, what do you got to do with it? You've got to challenge them. You've got to push back. Question, is this feeling, is this valid? Or is this based on, or is there no foundation to support this? I'm going to argue there's no foundation. And then what? Replace those beliefs. I want you to instant replace those beliefs. As soon as they pop up, replace them. Like I told the story, I was walking back and I had those self-doubts. I started thinking to myself this morning, can I do this? Am I going to screw up? Am I going to stumble? Am I going to forget what I'm talking about? No, because I've done the work. I've done the work. I know what I'm doing. But I pushed back. And again, affirmations. Create your own unique affirmations. This is something that I've done for years. This is part of my morning routine that I do every workday. I start the morning off with affirmations that are unique to myself, to my own challenges, along with my goals. And I read those off to myself every single day. They start the day with me focused and re reinforce your new empowering beliefs. Repeatedly reaffirm these beliefs to yourself. For example, so say you're going out right now. Say you're just starting your new business. Or say you've done several flips but you want to take it to the next level or you want to get into multifamily. 
But maybe just say that you're starting off. Maybe you have something similar to this I put on the screen. I'm fully capable of turning my business into a successful reality. And you tell yourself that several times throughout the day. Visualization. Visualize yourself succeeding. Think about whatever that challenge is that you hope that you will overcome and visualize yourself going through the steps, going through the process. I'd like to do another exercise with you again today. This will be the last exercise, I promise. But I'd like you to think about what is that one thing right now that you think about that you wanna overcome? What I'd like you to do is everybody just close your eyes real quickly. Just close your eyes and think about that one thing that you'd like to overcome and see yourself going through that process. See yourself succeeding every step of the way. Maybe you wanna start up a new marketing channel. Maybe you haven't gotten a deal yet. Maybe you have, got, you have not gone direct to seller yet. Imagine yourself, you're pulling up in the car to the seller's home. See yourself getting out of that car, walking up the sidewalk, See yourself knocking on the front door. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, they answer the front door, they open it. You introduce yourself. They welcome you in. You ask them, would you give me a tour of your house? And they take you around. You're building rapport, you're talking with them. You notice they have kids that are similar ages to yours and you connect. See yourself walking through that whole process. You finish the tour and you ask, do you mind if I have a seat? Can we sit down in the living room? And you sit on your couch, see yourself sitting in their living room, going through that process. You're digging, you're discovering what is their situation? How can you help them? How can you serve them? You find the gold swan. Bill talked about this yesterday. You've got the gold swan and you discover how you can help them. You write up an agreement. They sign that agreement and you leave. See yourself succeeding. See yourself winning. Thank you. And next, seek support. There's nothing wrong with getting support with counselors. Therapist, look at us here today, right? We are surrounded with help, with amazing coaches, right? This, that's, how we're, that's why we're here. It's because of amazing coaches. They build us up, right? We learn, we evolve. In sports, everything from little, little, the little leagues all the way up to the pros, what do we have? We have coaches. Why not in our personal lives? Why not they help us here? Nothing wrong with it. And then some of us are perfectly okay going out and just going after those big, huge goals and just charging and tackling them and overcoming them. And some of us, maybe that's a little scary. And if that's the case, that's okay. Set small goals. But when you get those, smart, those small goals, you, over, you accomplish those, keep pushing. Go get more and go get more, reset them, go, go, go. 
and learn and grow. That's what you're doing here today, right? You have a, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Those with a fixed mindset feel like where they are today is where you will always be. You can't learn, you can't grow, you can't do better. Your situation right here is where you'll always be. I would argue that each and every one of you out here today have a growth mindset or else you wouldn't be here coming here to learn. You want something better for your lives and that's what you're going after right now, right? And we've heard a lot on this. We've heard a lot on taking action, right? But what does that look like? Taking action is so different for all of us. Maybe taking action is you've been doing fixed 50 flips a year. Maybe you wanna move into multifamily and you've gotta push yourself to that next step. You want more doors or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you're just starting and that's okay too, that's amazing. Maybe your action is going and signing up for runway. Or maybe you're already flipping 20 houses a year. And your action is you want to get involved with the altitude group. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people. People that are going to lift you up. They're going to pull you up instead of pull you down. Instead of tearing you down. Bill talked about this. Raise your thermostat. Turn it up, right? My intent wasn't to come up here quite honestly and give a sales pitch, but I've been in this group. I don't get anything out of this, but I've been in this group for five years and I cannot tell you how much it's helped me. It was actually, well, I'll talk about this later, but this group has transformed my life and it's because the people in it. And as we grow, remember, so will your, so your goals and your affirmations. You have to change these. You evolve, right? We evolve. And then the one thing I really want to point out is comparing. Do not compare yourself to others. Don't compare it to anyone that's on the stage. Don't compare yourself to the people around you. It doesn't matter where we are, where they are. All that matters is, is where you are now and where, where you were yesterday or a month ago or a year ago. You have to, and, and as you grow, you have to stop and reflect. Stop and reflect and be proud of your growth. Celebrate that growth, celebrate those wins. And I'm gonna leave this with one last thing. Bill mentioned up here talking about um, the, uh, the, the cruise that we went on. It was just right at the, the tail end of COVID and almost got stuck out there. We are lucky we, we weren't getting quarantined. But I remember he did a, a presentation on mindset and I'll be honest with you, that's where things really clicked for me. That's where things really changed for me. And I remember him saying that when you doubt yourself, if you think you can't do something, ask yourself this one simple question. It's impossible unless, it's impossible unless what is it that you have to do to make that possible? Thank you very much. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Todd is an incredible guy. He's got an amazing story. And hopefully what you heard in there was that you need a crew. You need a tribe, you need people around you, and you need to constantly be working on yourself and developing yourself and, and leveling up your mindset. And to do that, I highly encourage you guys to jump into our program. Our seven-figure runway program is amazing. If you're brand new or you're just getting started, you're starting to try to scale up your real estate business, it's the best place to start. 
if you are not doing a lot of deals, we don't even let you in some of the higher level programs. You cannot pay me to get into our high level programs. You have to start there if you're just getting started. You can go to the, the you can go to sevenfigurerunway.com and fill out an application, jump on a call with my team and just find out what we're doing and how we can help you. Totally consultative call. It's not a high pressure sales call. It's just some, where are you? Where do you wanna go? Can we help you get there? And we provide you an opportunity. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, maybe it will in the future. Go to sevenfigurerunway.com, fill out an application, jump on a call with my team. I'll see you guys on the next show.